Hi, and welcome to another edition of What's the Story here on The People Chronicles. My name is Joe Painter, and I was getting curious, and I know you've seen a lot of it in the news, about this collaboration going on. We have the Chamber, right? It's really the Greater Reading Chamber of Economic Development. And then we have Greater Reading Economic Partnership. And then we have this Greater Berks Development Fund, and we're going to smush them all together and make this corporation. Who's going to run it? Ta-da! <laughs> Randy Pierce, thanks for joining me on What's Thank the Story. You. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It is my pleasure. You have a tall order in front of you. And I'm curious, what made you throw your ring into the hat? <laughs> I mean, well, like... So, well, first, let me, let me just say, and, and, and you did a very, very good job, better than most in terms of talking about the three entities and who they were coming together. Okay. Um, and the name is still a little confusing for people. It's, it the, it's the Greater Reading Chamber and Economic Development Corporation. Can You're... you say that three times? GRCEDC, as we say for short. Oh, nice. Good job. <laughs> um, and what's in a name? The work is more, I, I said in the newspaper, that, you know, the work is more important than the name. But that being said, mm -hmm. um, we will, we are working on the name um, and we are going to um, hopefully within a month or so sort of figure out a much, a much easier name to brand and to market so that, the so that the general community can, uh, can really pick up on who we are uh, much easier than it is now. But, but in essence, uh, three wonderful organizations that have been mm -hmm. doing work for many, many years here in Berks County uh, have come together. You're right, the Greater Reading uh, Chamber of Commerce and Industry, the Greater Reading Economic mm -hmm. Partnership, and the Greater Berks Development Fund. And part of your answer to the first question is just that alignment alone is really why I decided to come here. Um, you know, there's plenty of examples where chambers and economic development corporations have come together, but there are very few examples where you add a financing arm to the mix. The Development Fund. Greater Berks Development Fund, mm -hmm. um, which just sort of strengthens the capacity uh, to do business attraction, business expansion, job creation, and business investment in our community. So, uh, so the, the position itself was attractive because of that alignment, which I think is really, really innovative. Um, that's number one. Number two. Wait a minute. You yeah. have to say that again. Did you hear that? Reading and Burks. Really, really innovative. Really, 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 really innovative. Um, like that. Uh, so, so that was that was part of it for mm -hmm. me. Um, you know, for the last eleven years in New York, I had been running a job training organization. In fact, it was the largest job training organization working with disconnected youth. So let's back up just yeah. a moment there. You said New York. So you're from Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, New York. Born and raised. Vocalize that. Yeah. Born yeah. and raised in Brooklyn. Born and raised How in Brooklyn, New York. Dodgers? Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> well, well, before my time, but, uh, but I am a Mets fan, which was the successor, okay. the Mets were the successor to both the Dodgers and the Giants, with both, with, which left New York. But and, now you're in Philly's country. Uh, well, you know, um, I did say it during my first in-person interview with the search committee um, that, um, you know, I probably won't be rooting for the Phillies against the Mets. I have no problem rooting for them against anybody else. That's but, fair. But I, That's but I, fair. I, I can't abandon my Mets. You know, we're, Mets fan, we're, we're we're tortured by nature, right? Because you know that, they just break our heart every year. So, I know. You know there's so. an allegiance there, and it's the same with the Phillies. With so the Phillies. there's, you know, you, you have an alliance. So, I feel so maybe playing. I would make a good Phillies fan. I don't know. You might. You might. <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, so, so this alignment and this innovation around the sort of three organizations was very much a motivation for me because I had been running uh, a very successful workforce development agency in New York. In fact, it was the largest organization uh, under contract with the city to work with the disconnected youth population. So these were young adults, 17 to 24, who weren't working, weren't in school. 80% of them or so um, didn't finish high school. So these were really kids that needed um, to really get back on track. It was a mm -hmm. second chance program. And we had a very strong model, blended uh, GED instruction along with vocational training um, uh, and helped them to both 
get their first job, get into college. Uh, you know, a lot of these young adults didn't even think about college as an option, but we were able to get them back on track. And I had been doing that for 11 years, but before that I had worked for the Brooklyn Chamber of Commerce and I was their vice president of economic development. So um, after this wonderful run, um, uh, the organization's name was Opportunities for a Better Tomorrow, OBT, mm -hmm. um, of 11 years, I wanted to get back into the chamber world, into economic development. So, oh, so there was a calling. So there was definitely group, a calling. So to speak. Um, certainly, f in terms of, of, of my sort of career choice, mm -hmm. I wanted to get back uh, into that field. So we've got this interesting alignment, right, which I thought was super innovative and creative. We've got mm -hmm. my career desire to want to come back into this field. Um, you know, and then we had sort of a little bit of a personal draw too, which I, I kind of mentioned to you before we started taping. You know, my wife's family, um, my wife's in-laws, I mean, my wife's in-laws, my, my wife's in -laws. parents, my <laughs> in-laws, they, uh, they live up in McCunchy, Pennsylvania. Uh, so you're kind of closer to home, at least your wife. Well, we're, we're closer to them and, and, you know, they're in their 80s now and, and, um, and my wife also has a sister out there. So my, we have a 12-year-old daughter, so she's going to be closer to grandma and grandpa. She's going to be closer to her cousins. Um, so we're excited about that. Well, that having been yeah. said, mm -hmm. you know, you've obviously been visiting McCunji oh, yeah. over the years because yeah. it's family. Yeah. Have you visited Reading? Did you make it a, a you know, a, did you stop by? And we, if we, so, for what? Right. What did you come here for? So we spent, um, we spent a lot of time up in Lehigh County, right? right for sure. Right. Um, but we did, we did come through Reading. We came through Reading a lot because, you know, when we, when we did a lot of tours of the area, whether it's on the way to Philly or whatnot, we've right. stopped, we stopped here. We stopped at VF outlets. By the way, you've got this wonderful raw, I'm a big baseball fan, right? So I have these, you know, th these delusions that I'm going to get back into baseball one of these days. And, oh, and don't be deluded. Never and, too late. And you can a, do it. There's a wonderful over, it's technically an over 28 league, but it, we'll say over 30 league. Um, do you qualify? I, I <laughs> just <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> but um but in any event we, we stopped at the Rawlings uh outlet there yeah and, and I got yes it's Alfred VF um which is really really cool and you actually get some really really good deals out there too mm -hmm. um so so we, we did come down to Reading um several so times I'm trying to hear I'm hearing VF was a draw I'm, I'm trying to determine well, from somebody who's not here what makes you turn off the bypassing winter Reading so VF outlet yeah but but it also I mean, we spent most of our time up in Lehigh. So real, really when I started to learn more about Berks County was when we got involved in this search process. Okay. Um, that was really when I started to spend uh, a lot of time down here. It was a three and a half month process mm -hmm. uh, that it took to, to, for them, to, for the business leaders here at the GRCEDC to identify me right. and then to go through that process, right. uh, you know, to sort of um, interview me and vet me and, and for me to, to sort of vet them, yes. right? And, yes. and to, and to um, you know, to, to really do some due diligence on my part about the area. And you know what I learned is that there are so many wonderful assets here in Berks County. I mean, if you think about it, um, for a county of our size, population-wise, mm -hmm. we've got five colleges and universities, right? Amazing, yeah. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Two quality healthcare systems, mm -hmm. right? We've got all of this outdoor recreational activity within, you know, a couple of miles of wherever you are in the county, yep. right? You've got a world-class performing arts center. You've got the Santander Arena and two minor league, um, you know, uh, sports teams, right? I mean, you start to think about it and you're close to Philly, you're close to New York, you're close to all these major markets. Mm -hmm. So, what a wonderful set of assets um, that we're sort of working with. And, and that was really what um, I fell in love with when I was going through this process, because I realized there's just so much wonderful potential here. Uh, it's so nice much to we hear can that do. from somebody outside 
who's coming in because sometimes, as you know, as everybody knows, when you live somewhere, you start to take the, all these mm -hmm. things. Well, we have five colleges, yeah. Well, we did. You, you sort right. of can take it right. for granted. Right, right. So it's nice to hear that. What was the biggest surprise when you came here? Um, the biggest surprise, I think, was just the fact that people were so open and willing to sort of accept me being an outsider and coming in with some different ideas. That's um, nice to hear. I was a, I was a little worried, you mm -hmm. know. I mean, mm -hmm. um, you know, I heard some stories about, you know, oh, the culture down here, and we've been doing things this way forever. You heard that? I, you know, but um, but I haven't yeah. seen that. And, and that is good to know. You know, I, I, I we, and we could say at, at least for some of the business leaders here in the community, they took a, a step to to hire somebody from Brooklyn, New York, right? I right. mean, so right. so kudos to them. Um, but in this in this first you know six weeks being here. I've spent most of my time just going around different parts of the county talking to different community stakeholders, not all business leaders. Mm -hmm. um, and everybody has been so open, uh, so accommodating, and so willing to sort of share with me, you know, their perspectives. And that has just been such a wonderful process. So. Do you get the sense, I mean, from being from this area for a long time, mm -hmm. there have been over the years these concerted efforts, kind of individual concerted efforts to, <clears throat> to make a difference and make a change. And, and they succeed, and it's an ebb and flow kind of process without a strong stick. And do you get the sense that there's more people on board and there's a, there's a, a belly hunger for change and positivity or, and maybe a quest to figure out how to do it? Well, here's, here's, the, here's, the, here's the part that I, I, um, I have an advantage on. Okay. Because I'm not from here, I don't know too much about all those other efforts, right? right so all, all, I, all I know is in the moment, right? Yeah. And in the moment, my sense is that people are really, really um, energized and excited about the potential for change, and they want to see change. And you know, and, and I've said this, I said this to you earlier, but um, you know, some themes have emerged. Mm -hmm. uh, the themes themselves. Um, What's the most the prominent theme? Well, there, there were. I, I don't want to. I don't want to rank them in any Fair. prominent order. Fair. But um, but the four themes that have really come up, pretty consistently, depending you know, regardless of whom I've spoken to. Mm -hmm. The first is that the city of Reading really does matter, and I think even out even folks outside the city, um, they recognize that long term, you know, to ensure the prosperity and economic health of Berks County, that things are going to have to turn around in the city. Um, and if you, if you think about it, if you disaggregate the economic data from Reading, uh, Berks County does pretty well. In fact, it does better than average on most important economic indicators. Um, so, so it's pretty clear that the challenges are here in the city and everybody sort of gets that intuitively. And I think everyone has a genuine sense that, that things need to change. How we get there, what the approach is, what got us to this point, that's been all over the map. Um, but mm -hmm. for the most part, it's, it's, I think it's healthy for me to hear that everybody recognizes that that's a, that's a concern. Um, you know, the second thing, and this was a little bit of a surprise, to be quite honest with you, but it, for me, it's, it's a pleasant surprise because it's almost in my wheelhouse, given my, my background. Uh, you know, the workforce development challenge is real. And by that, you know, a lot of our companies are worried about where their future workers are going to come from. So, but we have five universities. Yes. So we've got... Just take the advanced manufacturing sector. Mm -hmm. If we didn't even grow that sector, mm -hmm. just replacement jobs alone over the next 10 years, and by the way, Dan Fogarty from our Workforce Development Board talks about this all the time. He's, a, he's, a, he's really good at sounding the alarm here. Even, even in terms of just replacement workers, you know, 31,000 
manufacturing workers, you know, we're talking about over the next, you know, five to 10 years, we're talking six to 10,000 workers that are gonna need to be replaced. That's a lot of people that need to be trained in advanced manufacturing. But does uh, the Schmidt Center and the Votex, are they helpful to us? Very helpful. And, and I've never ever seen such a great concentration of advanced manufacturing training in any one geographic area. That's the good news. Mm -hmm. Here's the not so good news. We haven't been able to leverage that training um, to, the, to the degree that we need to in order to ensure that we'll be able to fill all of the jobs of the future. Uh, whether it's just marketing careers in manufacturing. There was a great event the other day hosted by Manufacturing Resource Center called What School in Manufacturing, getting um, uh, middle school kids partnered with some of our manufacturing firms and getting them uh, excited about careers in manufacturing. Uh, but beyond that, um, even leveraging the Schmidt Center as a regional resource mm -hmm. to serve, you know, a much wide be, yeah. beyond just Berks County. So that's that's the concern. And by the way, it, the concern about the future workforce is not just in manufacturing; it's in healthcare. Healthcare is our second largest um, employer in this community, uh, and you know we can attract some specialists, and, and that part of it uh, seems to be working out pretty well. Reading Hospital does a really good job of this. But below that, the LPNs, the rad techs, the nutritionists, the occupational therapists, this whole other cadre of professionals in healthcare, you know, where are they going to come from? Once again, good news is we have the capacity on the college side right. in order to meet that challenge. Right. But we do have to leverage these resources and we do have to make sure that the folks that are going to college here are actually going to want to stay here afterwards. So, having said that, yeah. what do you see as your, or you don't want to rank, a big challenge for you? I mean, you have your work cut out for you. You've identified a whole lot. Right. It's going to be one of the well, biggest let me just, challenges. I just want to quickly say the third theme. Okay. Small business development and assisting entrepreneurs um, in the community. It's something that every chamber does. Um, I think our chamber um, you know, has gotten away from that a little bit in terms of its core mission. And we, we need to get back to that mission. And by the way, within that sort of theme, it's really working with um, the Latino business community because that's where a lot of our new entrepreneurs um, and a lot of our small businesses uh, are coming out of that community. So we have to work that. Like uh, well, SCORE, SCORE is very helpful for people thinking about starting a business, right, the right. very early stages. Correct. Um, and then we've got the Small Business Development Center, right, um, which is operated out of Kutztown University and, and mm -hmm. it functions here in the city out, out of the community foundation offices. Um, and they do a certain set of programs too that are really, really good for, for that kind of next stage. But you know, business development it could be taking that small little firm of one or two people and then, you know, helping them move to that next level, helping them access financing, helping them to find new real estate, helping them with um, staffing support now that they're going to source for, for some of these new, new uh, employees. So you so see that as a chamber it's a role? Whole, it's a whole suite of services. Yeah, because chambers do th three things. Promotion, support, and advocacy, right? Mm -hmm. Promotion is the stuff we all know about. It's hosting events, networking events. It's, it's having some of our members featured on this show and other shows in order to promote who they are so that they can you know, expand their businesses. Advocacy, our chamber does really, really well. It's, uh, and Gail Landis is our senior vice president who handles advocacy and she's fantastic. And you know, that's about the big picture. That's about working with our elected officials, working with our policymakers, and you know, really promoting um, a better business climate through, you know, through effective policies, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, that, and that we do pretty well. It's this middle tier support, which is, which is a, a, a sort of a wide open kind of field. So anything that helps a business to run itself better, 
is really what support comes to, right? Anything that helps a business to expand, whether it's financing, whether it's real estate, whether it's um, minority and women-owned business certification programs, whether it's accessing incentives, all of this falls into that category of support. And, and that's one of the areas um, on the chamber side that we want to strengthen. It's challenge number one. Yeah, so, so that's one of the, the priority, that's one of the responses to the theme, right? right, right which right. is we want to strengthen our capacity in those, in those areas too. So beyond that work thing, first thing you want to really do and explore well there's there's in this area um well so there's a challenge within the challenge and let me let me tell you that too because okay. bringing three organizations together that pre that, <laughs> that previously that lies the crown you know that that right <laughs> that previously yeah. um sort of operated um you know they collaborated on some things but i wouldn't say they were very integrated in terms of their approach so that's that's what i call the challenge within the challenge and i and i think the reason that the business community here felt I was in a good position to sort of carry that part of the, the mission forward uh, was because, you know, over the 11 year period that I um, was CEO at Opportunities for a Better Tomorrow, um, first of all, I inherited the organization under unu unusual circumstances. We had a founding executive director who passed away mm. and the organization was, was really on some, um, it, on some tough times. There was mm -hmm. some financial challenges there. There was the emotional turmoil of just of a death of, of, a death of your founding executive director. Right. She, was, she was a nun to boot, Sister Mary Franciscus too. So uh, boy, this, this story had a, had, <laughs> had a lot of elements to it. Yeah. Um, but when I started, we were a small grassroots, two and a half million dollar organization, worked with 240 kids in one community in Brooklyn. By the end of the 11 years, and it was a great, it really was a great rewarding kind of run for me. Um, you know, we were an $8 million organization. We had six locations across the city. We were serving 5,000 people in total, 1,500 kids. Um, and we had become the leading provider of job training services for, uh, for that population, those disconnected youth. So, you know, so I've, I've lived through an interesting sort of, um, you know, experience of, and I'm, and and that and that was about growing an organization and all the challenges that were tied up into that, building structures in place so that we're you know we're not doing things more grassroots but in a more professional way. Um, not exactly the same story here, but very similar um, sort of um, set of circumstances and you tools. You just talked about the, the three organizations and there's, you know, they're working together, right. but not necessarily integrated. So how would you yeah. define the difference between their collaborating and integrating? So they collaborated on certain things, right? right. right. Um, so one of the things that, that has been clear uh, just in my first couple of weeks is that while they all were on the same floor, in that building, yeah. right, yeah. Uh, in the Gateway Building, they um, there was there were there was infrequent communication. The only time, they, they commu well, I shouldn't say the only time, but they, they communicated when there was a certain project that involved, you know, all of them. But there wasn't proactive communication, keeping each other informed about what they were doing. And and when you're not communicating, you're missing opportunity. Um, so so part of it is just about you know more frequent communication. The second part of that is them just getting to know each other, right? So, so day one on the job, I spent just with the staff. Mm -hmm. And we did some uh, team building exercises and it was supposed to be a get to know you session, right. them getting to know me. It turned out they learned so much about each other that they didn't know, that they were so su pleasantly surprised yeah. Um, yeah. that you know, it builds off of itself because once you once you start to know who you who you're collaborating with and who you're working with, then it's much easier. Uh, and you realize, I, oh, I actually like 
my, my colleagues. And, you know, it's actually kind of fun to be working with them. And, and, uh, and that in and of itself helps brings the team to get, bring the team together. Uh, so that, that has been part of the equation. So that's the integration. You're that's the integration. About. The, the other thing is, I mean, technology is part of integration these mm -hmm. days. I mean, let's just face mm -hmm. it, getting on one email system, getting one, coordinated, one website, uh, you know, um, all of that is going to be part of, of the equation. We're not there yet. We're still working on that name thing. But, um, but at the end of the day, we're going we're gonna to market and brand ourselves as one entity, one organization with a whole set of comprehensive services that really any business could access. So, um, Is the brainstorming going on right now about the yeah. new name? It is. It is? Any contests? You're taking suggestions? Uh, Not that I have one for you. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll certainly entertain suggestions. Okay. For sure, okay. yeah. But I can't disclose anything that's come up yet, so. <laughs> but we can be the first to know, right? Yeah, breaking, breaking news <laughs> right here on the People's Chronicles. <laughs> Good try. Randy, it has been a pleasure. It's been my pleasure. Welcome to Berks County. Thank you. And very best to you. I have a feeling we're in very good hands. Thank you so much. Really appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Okay. Want to know more about who's doing what in Berks County? Check out the stories on thepeoplechronicles.com. These community stories are made possible in part by BCTV, Susie Ray Design, Queen City Family Restaurant, Lamar Advertising, Heidelberg Family Restaurant, Reading Air, Lions and Hole, Peanut Bar, and Kutztown University.